0: The guests on Love Hurts occasionally use some adult language and go into some more intense subject matter. But that's kind of how real life works anyway. This is Love Hurts. I'm Brian Berlin. Today's guest is Joe Minchik. Joe is an actor, writer, and storyteller living in Queens. For years, Joe desperately wanted to find somebody worth settling down with. When he finally did, it turned out they had different answers to some of the bigger questions in life when it came to a long-term partnership. Hey, Joe, how's it going?
1: It's going good. Yeah, yeah, making yeah. it,
0: making it through the day. Making it through the day.
1: Biked over here. Yeah. So it's uh, pretty good
0: bike weather right now. It's perfect bike weather. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, it's cool enough finally
0: yeah i feel like when i bike over the summer i just show up everywhere just so sweaty like all the time i'm just in a constant yeah, state of yeah, sweating yeah that's uh you know that's just that's one of the things you got to deal with what you sign up for yeah uh well thanks for doing this yes thanks um, for having me yeah what, what did you want to talk about today
1: um so so I'm, i've been working on uh my first solo show um which you know obviously is is really been on my mind and it's it's a personal storytelling show it's it's honest and um, like autobiographical and all that and um, silly parts and heartfelt parts and anyway in the writing of it I was really kind of interested in exploring the like genuinely human sides of a relationship yeah you know what I mean Um, like I think there is this perception out there that that um true love is happily ever after yeah that it's that, it's, that it, like you feel that and hear that all the time at weddings like everybody's getting married um and and i've at one point i mean i fully bought into that perception consider myself a hopeless romantic yeah and yeah, yeah love the grand <laughs> gestures all of that um but I think real life is is a lot different I think it's it's harder and it's messier and it's more complicated a lot of times and yeah I mean so so I was interested in kind of exploring that um, one of one of my favorite um one of my favorite playwrights is Neil Simon okay and I remember one of the first plays of his that I ever read was uh, called uh, Barefoot in the Miss Barefoot in the Park. Okay. I don't know if you know.
0: I like, I'm aware of it, but I have no sense. Of, I couldn't tell you what it's about, okay, but okay. I've definitely heard so it's that. Like I know this, that it exists. It's this newlywed couple,
1: yes. uh, Paul and Corey, and at this uh, like climax moment in the toward the end of the show, you know, that's all about how kind of different they are. Um, it's sort of takes place over the first week of their marriage, and at this climax moment of the show after this big blowout fight that they've had paul says this line that's i love from the show and he says um even when i didn't like you i still loved you yeah right which to me is like i don't know i've always loved the way that is so simple and so articulate of like how relationships are i will i will paint this specific picture for you i have in my current apartment i have um above my stove i have these like picture frames and so the other day i like walk into the kitchen and one of these picture frames had fallen behind stove okay so me being me i have to pull the stove out and and find this frame which reveals that underneath the stove is a filthy disaster so i've got to you know clean that up and while i'm on the floor i realize that the whole floor is a disaster and i'm like pulling out this rolling cart that's in our kitchen and then the wheel breaks off and it, one thing compounds gets
0: <laughs> you have to just burn down your kitchen so right. You just right
1: right you've moved out that like obsessive crazy behavior that like overreaction to this tiny little thing can make it difficult sometimes to like me in a relationship <laughs> yeah <laughs> but and yet i have found myself in loving relationships um and so one of those relationships is kind of at the center of this show um uh this a girl that i met in 2009 and before I feel like I get into that specific relationship, yeah. I kind of maybe feel like I should set up some like context of where I was in at, my life. At
0: 2000, in 2009? Yeah, yeah. Yes. my
1: dating sort of yeah. world, okay. what it looked like. Cool. Which was not very good. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that summer, I had gone on a, uh, a, a date with a girl from the Jersey Shore that had brought uh, a friend along for support to this date? Yes. So I show up and, and it's not just me and her. It's me, her, and her <laughs> and f- like support friend. And like a mediator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that was one date. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was living in Bay Ridge at the time. And I'm, I get on the train coming home from work, uh, kind of in midtown Manhattan, and I'm, I'm riding the train, sort of minding my own business. And, and across the aisle from me, is this girl that I notice is like looking at me as I'm watching this episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> on my phone. And, you know, I'm taken aback, like, wow, this girl's looking at me. And, you know, every time I sort of like look down at my phone, look back up, she's still looking at me. <laughs> and we keep getting closer and closer to Bay Ridge. And she's still on the train. And, uh, and, <laughs> and, and, I you know I can't believe that she hasn't gotten off yet. My stop's like one of the last stops, and the stop right before mine, I can see that she's like getting something out of her bag, and it's keys. I'm like, oh my god, she's gonna get off at this stop, which is my stop, and I didn't want to be like the creepy guy that was gonna follow her (laughs) off the train, so I like tried to stand up to show her, you know, like I'm getting off here, getting off here too. So we both get off the train. And, you know, we clearly like had this eye contact on the train and I'm like walking down the stairs kind of behind her and we go to opposite sides of the sidewalk. It's an elevated train platform. We go to opposite sides of the sidewalk and we're walking kind of parallel to each other and we're still looking across the street at each other, like sharing these like awkward smiles as we walk to the corner. And we get to the corner and we're both going like opposite directions and I you know I get up enough courage to say like have a good night and she says you know something similar and we're going our separate ways and like halfway down my block we're walking opposite directions from one another and I'm like you know what fuck it why not like I this is the New York notebook
0: moment yeah this truly is like whatever you're saying I'm like man I like fantasize about exactly meeting of somebody on a subway like this isn't a crazy thing it it was
1: insane yeah so I turn around and I start following this girl. <laughs> so I I'm walking down the sidewalk and you know it's it's dark at this point and uh and sure enough after like several blocks I see this girl like walking back towards me yeah. in my direction. And you know I'm like, "Hey, I'm Joe, am <laughs> I like the creepy guy on the train that's following you? I'm sorry." And uh, and she introduces herself and and she then says, like, maybe we should sit down and talk. And this is where the story doesn't end up being the notebook moment yeah. that you really wanted it to be because she sits down, you know, on a sidewalk where like the where it comes down to like like the, the on ramp to the like sidewalk the curb cut. The, the thing, curb cut. Yeah, it's the exactly. Yeah, that's,
0: I've, I only learned that from a ninety-nine percent invisible episode. Okay, the curb cut. She sits down right there,
1: in that like <laughs> like cross-legged, right there. And
0: I'm like, okay, she I just guess. Sprawls out. I guess sidewalk. we're gonna
1: sit down here, and you know, like people are still coming home from work. They're like walking around us, wondering what we're doing. I'm yeah, wondering what we're you're doing. Right
0: on the intersection, like people have to go around yeah, you to like keep yeah.
1: walking. And we're like having this like crazy conversation. Like she's revealing way too much too soon. And I, I was, I was like, this is something's off here. But you know, I something compelled me. Yeah, I, like I, there, you were there. There was so much like good buildup of what i thought this moment should be that like i w- wanted to stick it out yeah enough to get her number enough to call her later and when i call her later she says like i don't know she she can't go out because she's going to be home singing like youtube sing-along videos or or something I don't, it seemed a little strange and i was like i don't think this is i can't give this any more
0: yeah this no longer feels like sustainable as a yeah <laughs> as a healthy uh, thing to
1: yeah and uh, all of this was like literally in the three months prior to meeting this one particular girl.
0: Yeah. So you've just had a lot of weird experiences. All these weird
1: experiences, and it
0: seems like you're in a place where you want to find somebody. I totally
1: want to find somebody. I really wanted like something to work out. Like, and 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 you envision it. You dream and fantasize of it being a moment like that moment on the yes. train. Yes.
0: Yeah. Like the story that you could tell your friends. Totally. Being like, oh, this is how yeah. we met. Yeah.
1: Yeah so i uh I find myself invited to this um office Halloween party uh with this guy I went to college with, and I get there and he's like this guy's just sort of obnoxiously hitting on one of these one of his coworkers that's there. he subscribed at the time to the the game theory of uh, oh okay, okay, yeah,
0: one of those guys, yeah it's uh, you know. going to like pick up artist classes exactly. or something exactly yeah.
1: exactly and uh it was painful to watch and this girl's not having any of it <laughs> and she pulls over one of her friends one of her like coworker friends who comes over and uh and luckily you know this other guy follows this you know the original girl over to the bar and uh and i'm left talking with this friend um and she introduces herself her name's bridget and, like, immediately it seemed like we had so much in common. Like, she said that she didn't really want to be at this party either. <laughs> that yeah. she she wasn't um, – she didn't want to be there because she wasn't drinking. She was training to run in a marathon. And I was like, oh, this is great. I ran in high school. We could talk about that. And, and it, like – I it was something I was not expecting at all that night to happen, right? But I – run into this girl and it's so easy to talk to. And, and, um, even when I was like leaving, I, we probably didn't talk for that long, maybe a half an hour. And when I'm leaving, like she even makes a point to say goodbye. Okay. And, uh, and I realized that, you know, as I'm starting to think about her in the next, like subsequent couple of days, I realized I didn't have a number. I didn't have a last name. And, uh, and then I get, a friend request from her.
0: Oh, so she tracked you down. Yes.
1: Yes. And, you know, we started, you know, G chatting while we were at work and talking on the phone till like forever late in the night. And, um, it, it literally, it felt so easy and natural and like great. Yeah. You know, and it didn't have that crazy notebook fantasy, fantasy moment to it um it was like in a random work bar that we met and um anyway it took like a month for us to actually go out because she lived on long island and she was training for this marathon so she'd go home after work and train for this inordinate amount of time (laughs) and um so we finally go out a month later and this date is like the most epic first date i've ever had definitely (laughs) um we we um Went to this little Italian restaurant that's in Soho and, you know, I hadn't seen her in a month, but we hadn't missed a beat. And we had, I mean, we had had, you'd think you'd run out of something to talk about. Yeah. Like with another person that you've had four hour conversations with. Yeah. Cause you've been like
0: chatting a lot, yeah, not in person, but just like, yeah,
1: but it was great. You know, we're having this great conversation there at this point restaurant and we um, we end up leaving the restaurant and we end up walking up to Union Square and go to Max Brenner's for desserts. dessert okay. um, and we're there for I don't know multiple hours and completely missed the fact that um, she had missed her train back to Long Island <laughs> <laughs> and by the time we get to Penn Station to try to get her on whatever train is next the next train it's like I don't know, 1.30 or something. And the next train is 5 a.m.
0: Yeah, they've like stopped until stopped the morning trains. trains. Yeah,
1: So I wasn't going to leave her in this Penn Station, you know, all night long. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have walked to the subway. Of course, at 1.30, got to wait you know, yeah. 35 minutes for the subway. And so we wait. We train back to Bay Ridge, which takes another <laughs> hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> we get there. I had a car at the time. I get in the car and drive her an hour and a half home out to Long Island. When I drop her off in front of her parents' door, like the sun is coming up. It was like a 12-hour long first date. It was wow. n- insane.
0: Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, and you're just talking the whole time and still like yeah. bonding and yeah. yeah. It was like we
1: never ran out of things to talk about. It never felt awkward. It was great you know, I think we both were on the same page with that. And, and, um, you know, the next several days we, we continued to talk, we kept going out and, um, it, it was, it was all good. Um, she eventually like moved into the city and we, for us to sort of be able to spend more time together and, you know, you start to sort of slowly realize like little ways that you're different from each other as you spend more yes. and more time. Together, yeah, yeah. yeah, Right. Um, and, and some of those little things, some of those things are little things, um, you know, like being annoyed with somebody's obsessive behavior when a picture frame falls behind <laughs> a, a stove or oven or whatever. Um, and then some of them are like bigger things. I grew up knowing that I was gonna be an awesome dad. Right? I like I'm gonna kill the dad thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna play on the floor. I'm gonna play, you know, sports. Yeah. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah. It, it's like it's I've going always be great. Been like,
0: I'm definitely gonna coach my like kids basketball, totally. soccer team, totally. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah.
1: they the team's gonna be terrible because yeah. I can't really I'm coach. That, but I'm, going to be but I'm like, gonna be there. I'm, I'm gonna be there and I'm gonna coach. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And uh and I knew this right and it slowly like kind of reveals itself over time that bridget doesn't feel the same way yeah um that that she you know really felt the opposite of that um that she um knew she never wanted kids uh and and for me for me, kids kind of came, I grew up Catholic, so kids kind of came attached to marriage. Yeah,
0: there was just kids everywhere. Right, <laughs> It's like,
1: well, I'm like, and it came attached to, like, you get married and you have yeah, kids. Yeah, the Catholic family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she grew up, one, not wanting kids, um, kind of seeing them as a, maybe a, a, a a block to spending quality time with a partner.
0: There's a little like hindrance to it, I guess.
1: Yeah, that that there's just, um, it, it makes it suddenly your partner is not the focus anymore. Yeah. Or not the sole yeah, focus yeah, 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 anymore. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Where like her perspective is like, I just want to be with this person that totally. I really want to be with. Yeah. And yeah, and fully enjoy that. Yeah.
1: And, and then along with that, it, it, she, you know, didn't even really see herself getting married. Yeah. Um, and to her, that was sort of attached to all these other things. It was attached to like expectations that she's like, why do I need to check that box? Like, because you tell me to check that box. Like yeah. that's, I'm not going to check it because you told me to check it. Um, And like not wanting to sort of uh, fit any kind of mold and not wanting to like, pander to expectations yes and yeah like what what do you do when you find yourself in a relationship with somebody and stuff comes up that you like can't compromise over right that like you can't you can't have a half of a kid yeah you can't You either have a kid or you don't have a kid. Or you either get married or you don't get married.
0: Yeah. And you're kind of in a place where there's so much that you love about this person. Yeah. And you're just, there's like part of you that just wants to be able to not think about the bigger things. Totally. But you can't not think about those things.
1: I, I, at one point, uh, I at one point said to her, fairly early on in this relationship, when all this stuff had started, first started coming out. Um I said, and I would definitely not recommend anyone doing this. <laughs> uh I said, you know, if one day I ever end up proposing and you ever end up saying yes, you're saying yes to having kids.
0: Oh man. <laughs> Which is a horrible thing to say. Yeah, it's like a lot.
1: To put yeah, on. that's an insane lot to put
0: on somebody. <laughs> yeah yeah that's a lot to put on somebody especially somebody who doesn't want to get married and have it <laughs> yes
1: yes i i didn't at the at the time that i said that and and the time that i like like still thought that i really genuinely didn't one i didn't understand like what that meant to put that on somebody else and two i genuinely thought that she like she's not serious. Like she seems like somebody that wants kids. Like that yeah, would like, be just,
0: just totally disregarding what she's yeah. saying. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, like oh come on, you're messing with me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like yeah, this is you. It seems like you would make a great mother. It seems like all of these things, right? And yeah, uh, it seems like I am ignoring everything that you're telling me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and meanwhile, the like coda to that was like, but we'll wait it out and see. Yeah. Like it's not going to (laughs)
0: happen. I'm not saying it is going to happen, but it could happen. Um, yeah. So you're just sort of like left with this question of what do you do right? Like in that circumstance that you're in. Right. Right. Um, like I've
1: said this crazy thing that anybody would be weighted down by, um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, uh, we just sort of didn't talk about it for a long time. Um,
0: yeah. So so at a certain point, it just became like what I was sort of saying before of like, let's just put this away because this is a big question and I want to just enjoy you and not worry about exactly. these bigger things. It's exactly.
1: Exactly. Um, and, you know, a year went by and two years go by and... and and of course, you know, when you're in it, you start to get all these questions from, you know, <laughs> generally adults in your life or family like in your parents, life. yeah, that yeah, are just... like, oh, well, what what's taking you so long? And it's like, okay, well, you, if you were privy to this conversation, yeah, like, do you want to get into the right, full thing right, that right, I'm dealing with right, right now? Right. Because this is what's
0: happening. Right.
1: And like, why, you know, why aren't you into this? I guess you, you know, having trouble with commitment. And it's like, okay, like... I would like to get married and have <laughs> yeah, kids. Yeah, I want and, the full commitment. You know it's right?
0: like I don't have the commitment. No, it's not like, but yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. yeah it's just like, but you, but you do feel
0: like saying that at the, uh, you yeah, know, at, at a, a, certain a certain point, point I, I was like, you're frustrated yeah. and you, you think that, like, yeah, where where you just truly have like two different ways of looking at right, what right. love is and what relationships and, and are. Of and of course,
1: the the stereotypical like cliche in this circumstance, right, is like guy feels. Like he doesn't want to commit. Yes, yeah. Guy feels like he's not ready for marriage. Guy doesn't want to have
0: kids. Yeah. So everyone's putting that on you. Totally. Right. Um, and you don't want to like. And this is yeah. a reverse of that whole situation. Yes. But you're obviously still in a place where you love this person and you're you're not trying to like throw her under the bus because totally. it's just, you truly both have exactly. these, same, these different feelings, but the same feelings for each other. Yes. Yeah. I'm
1: trying to find this like common ground, but it's hard to do that when you don't talk about it. And yes. and
0: yeah cuz you've just decided that like this is the safest way to navigate this. Totally. And
1: I eventually get to a place where I you know, have had sort of years to think about this and I'm like, you know what? Like I really want to I do really want to commit to this person and and we'll figure out what those answers to those questions are um and i you know have this sort of conversation to myself and i um i even you know i start planning a proposal which um you know i i me being sort of the the hopeless romantic traditionalist i like call her parents to you know yeah ask ask from, for their approval exactly and and sort of plan this whole event in my mind and in my head and and of course it's like uh it's i don't know maybe a month before i was going to actually propose uh that um one of her best friends calls and announces her engagement to her boyfriend (laughs) and uh and that night as we were going to bed Bridget rolls over and she's like, you know, I don't want you to think like you have to propose or anything. You know, just because everybody else is getting engaged. I don't want you to feel like you have to do that. Oh, man. Yeah. And I've got like candles shoved under the bed and I've got like a grandma's ring yeah, you in the have closet. have a whole, like
0: backpack that you're ready to pull out. Totally. To just...
1: I'm like, Oh my God. So, you know, it gets put on the shelf again. And, uh, it was during, I, I immediately, the next morning after that, I, I got on email to her best friend who had sort of been, I had been communicating with throughout that whole process. The like, one who
0: got engaged? No, no, oh, a different okay. friend. I was like, well, that's the a whole A different other, friend, yeah. but
1: a, um, uh, somebody who I had asked about, you know. Yeah. Uh, told her I was I was ring shopping and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and was like, look, she, you know, she said not to worry about getting engaged. <laughs> like, what should I do? And, and, uh. And she says, you know, it's okay for the proposal to be a surprise, but the engagement should not be.
0: Yeah, because of sort of the circumstances. Especially of, in
1: this set of circumstances. Yeah. She reminded me of the fact that years prior, I had said this ridiculous yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. thing to her. <laughs> She's like, I think she might still be worried about the kids thing. Yeah, and she we does not talked get, about yeah, it. Yeah,
0: you don't want to freak her out by proposing because you don't mean it. At this point, you're not, it, you don't have that thing of like, this is a contract for kids. Exactly. I just
1: want to be with you. At that point, I had sort of... I had been thinking about that for the year leading up to like, okay, do I want to do this? Do is this something yeah. I can like come to terms with?
0: Yeah. And like, the second that you yeah. decided that you wanted to do that, you knew that it and, wasn't. And hadn't a conditional. That. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You never had that conversation because never it was something you were not talking about. Because yeah. in
1: my hopeless romantic mind, it was going to be this big romantic gesture. It was going to be like this gesture demonstrates that I feel this way. I've worked through these feelings, yeah, but
0: yeah, but it's like, no it doesn't that. do that. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. Cause, no. cause she has the awareness of like, wait, hold on. Exactly. What am I signing up for here? Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in that sort of, um, I guess it wasn't a, a failed proposal cause I never actually, uh, did it or attempted to do it really. Um, But, but in that moment is when we really started like talking about it, like honestly and openly and like working it out and being, you know, me sort of communicating for the first time to her. (laughs) (laughs) The stuff that was going on in your head versus just letting it go on in your head. Yeah. And, um, and it, it was there that, that we sort of found this, this common ground, um, that, um, you know. She is the the person, the the thing that is more important to me in my life than the idea of having a kid or whatever those questions are around that, that she is the person that can sort of help ask those questions with me, um, and and that having her to be able to do that with as something I didn't really want to give up, you know?
0: Yeah, for you, it was more important at that juncture of making that choice that, like, the the choice to love her and be with her was more important than, like, what this fantasy... Because it's also a sort of, that's another fantasy, right? That's, like, the rom-com, you know, back to that Subway story, right? It's, yeah. like, going back to the story of, like, oh, I want the kid that I can coach Little League for. Yeah. It's your... your you're sort of having to again like change that yeah sense of like oh this is what i've been told this is supposed to happen yeah but i have this great thing in front of me and i don't want to lose that
1: yeah yeah like i guess i like we sort of started out the conversation with you know that 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 real life and and what you deal with in those relationships is harder and and more complicated than those fantasy worlds and you know um how how you would often like it to sort of play out nice and smooth and and uh it doesn't it just doesn't
0: yeah and so now you're married so now we're married and it feels like you're it's still this is i guess still a continuing story huh yeah, yeah. I mean, in in one sense, I
1: guess. Um, yeah. Uh, she is the person in my life, and I guess we'll sort of talk about things as as they come up. Um, but I think we've we've gotten to a, a good place about you know being okay with however they end up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Kind of knowing that, like, regardless of what the future holds, you're with the person that you want to go into the future with. Yeah. 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 It's very sweet. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so your show kind of talks a little bit about some of this stuff and a little bit about some other things that you got going on in your life. And
1: yeah, um, yeah, just sort of, um, talks about that relationship. Um, I, I talk a lot about, um, my parents' relationship as well. Kind of how, yeah,
0: how that sort of probably influenced you and
1: influenced me and, um, in, in many different ways and, um, and some difficult things that, that Bridget and I have had to go through and, um, and that my parents have had to go through that, you know, are hard to talk about, but, um, you know, I think are what make for a good story.
0: Yeah, and I feel like they're important things to talk about, too. And I think
1: they're totally important things to talk about.
0: Because this is stuff people deal with all the time and aren't necessarily telling people about it, even though it's happening, right? Yes,
1: yes, yes. The reality of, you know, the way we live our lives with our partners and with others. And, um, yeah, a lot of times we just don't talk about those things out loud. Yeah. Um, And I think it's... I think it's important stuff to talk about.
0: Me too, and I'm glad you talked about some of it here. And if people want to hear the whole story, where, where can they find more information about that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So the uh, the show is currently called Unapparent. I say currently because it's still kind of in a developmental yeah, phase. Cool. Um, uh, it this is the first time that it, I'm I'm going to be putting it up in front of an audience, and it'll probably change down the way, but. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm performing it at the uh, Charm City Fringe, which is in Baltimore, um, the first and second weekend of November. I think you can find tickets at charmcityfringe.org backslash tickets.
0: Cool. And then do you have like a website or On anything? Onapparentshow.com
1: people- uh, or joeminchick.com
0: great. So yeah, like um, some future iterations. Yeah, and there will definitely, there. it'll definitely
1: live on after Baltimore if you're listening to this and you're up in New York and you're like, there's no
0: way I'm going down to Baltimore. I'll be doing yeah, it at some since point. Since you're based in New York, it makes sense that you do it here at some yeah, point. Yeah. Cool.
1: Um, but uh, yeah, thanks for, for having me on. Yeah,
0: thanks for sharing. Yeah, it's uh, it's been great. Cool. Thanks, Joe. Alright, take care. This is how we is how we fight for something
1: that's right.
0: Love Hurts is produced, hosted and edited by Brian Berlin. Theme music by Mickey Hommel. Show art by Caroline Malin. You can find Love Hurts on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, Rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, and tell a friend about it. You can find Love Hurts on Instagram and Twitter at lovehurtspod, and our website is lovehurtspod.com. I'm Brian Berlin, and this is Love Hurts.